Good morning, church. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Uh, obviously, we're not celebrating in person this morning, but it's great to be able to join together online. So thanks to all of you who are here and watching this. I want to encourage us a little bit this morning um, about Thanksgiving. Since it's timely, that's the season we're in. I want us to open God's Word today, and I'm going to give us just a quick encouragement on what His Word says about giving thanks. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and open it to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians 5, we're going to read just one verse. Verse 18, it says this, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I'll even read that again. Maybe. <laughs> Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Now, the scriptures tell us a lot about God's will. You can read this book from cover to cover, and it's going to say a whole lot about what God wants us to be doing and what kind of people God wants us to be. But it's interesting to me, every once in a while, he explicitly tells us, such and such is part of my will. And those things we want to pay attention to. If God goes out of his way to tell us, as he does here, in this case, giving thanks is part of his will. We've got to be paying attention as believers. Now, the phrase give thanks is in the Bible over 150 times. That's a lot of times, and that's excluding the times where it uses words like thanksgiving or thanks or thankfulness. Just the phrase give thanks over 150 times. And in the Old Testament, it's there about 113 times. A lot of the times in the Old Testament when you see this phrase give thanks, it's used sort of in conjunction with uh, or, or derived from the root word for praise in Hebrew. So what I want you to see is that thanks and praise are intertwined. There's inevitably some overlap there. For instance, one way that we praise God is to thank Him consciously for something that He's done in our lives. And one way that we thank God is to praise Him in response for something that He's done for us. So there, there's some interchange there. It's in the New Testament. Give thanks is in the New Testament about 38 times. And generally the rule in Scripture that I was taught is this. If it's repeated, it's important. So let's have our listening ears on and let's see that. Like when you're going through God's Word, take note of how often it says it. This phrase, give thanks, is one, of course, that we can hear quite often. And full confession time, it's one that's kind of easy, at least in my experience, to kind of blow past without thinking about too much. For instance, we oh, we'll give thanks before a meal. Well, it's more than that. It's quite an all-encompassing activity, to be honest. It covers a lot of ground. Um, and if I could sum up a definition of all the stuff we could say about it, here's what I would say. Write this down. To give thanks, quite simply, is this. To consciously offer up praise and gratitude to God. I'll repeat that. To, to give thanks is to consciously offer up praise and gratitude to God. All kinds of ways we can do that. For instance, we can give thanks to God with the words of our mouth. First Chronicles 16.8 says, Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon His name. So you can kind of hear the language there of, of vocalizing your, your giving thanks to God. Psalm 109 verse 30 says, With my mouth I will give great thanks to the Lord. 
It's pretty straight ahead right there. Giving thanks with our mouths, that's like deliberately saying thank you, God, for something. That's deliberately saying praise you, God, for something. Again, there's the inter interchange there. They're tied together. This can happen in numerous different ways. For instance, when we're singing together in church or church online like we had just a few minutes ago, this can happen when we're praying. And I'll just sidebar on that and just point out to you that I don't know what your prayer life is like, but if you look at the scriptures, a large part of the stuff we should be praying about, or a decent portion of it, should be thanksgiving. Thanking God for stuff that He's done in our lives. Um, even, I don't know, when you're talking to someone else or sharing a praise report about something God has done, there's another opportunity to, with your words, give Him thanks. Um, it's just the conscious aspect of it that we want to be mindful of. We also give thanks to God as an ongoing condition of our heart. Psalm 111 verse 1 says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. And I want you to know that when Scripture talks about the heart, it's not usually talking about the organ that pumps the blood through your body. It's a metaphor for the center of who we are. The heart is the center, the essence, the very the, the, the fibers of our being, right to the deepest part of our core. That's our heart. So what this means, if giving thanks is an ongoing condition of our heart, it means that in an ongoing fashion, in an ongoing state, right down to the very core and center of who we are, we ought to be uh, living our lives as an offering of thanks to Him. Uh, it's central to us. It's regular. It's routine. It's, it's right from uh, the very center of us. We also give thanks to God as a work of our hands. Romans 12, 1, you know that verse, very famous verse. It says, In view of God's mercy, offer up your bodies as living sacrifices, a.k.a. in thankful response for everything God is and has done in your life, you offer yourself, you give an offering of yourself to Him, your body, your work, your tasks, your acts of service, your good works, the work of your hands to the Lord. As I said, it's a very all-encompassing activity. And here's what I would just sum it up as. The output of your life as a Christian, the, the fruit that grows in your life, the product of your life, a great deal of that should come, uh, should involve thanksgiving. That's just like the natural output of what should happen. That's what God expects of us. That is His will for us in Christ Jesus. I want to tell you today four truths about giving thanks. Number one is this. Giving thanks is a deliberate choice. We talked about this a little bit already. When you read in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 that we read earlier, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Th that When it says to give thanks, that's an imperative. That's a command, an instruction, a directive. And... It's not just some neutral state of mind, okay? It's not just some passive activity or something that we just happen to be doing. We deliberately choose to give thanks. That's what we read and can imply from this verse. And let's just call a spade a spade. Sometimes we have to try a little bit harder and dig a little bit deeper to do that. Maybe you're in a season where things are difficult and it's hard to see uh, really a whole lot to be thankful for. But the point is still there that we have to dig deep and deliberately choose to do it. That's the case. And so, so notice the intentionality. And I would just ask you today, when's the last time you on purpose, consciously, deliberately thanked the Lord for something? Number two, truth about giving thanks. Giving thanks is independent of circumstances. Again, in our verse there, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, give thanks in all circumstances. This wouldn't be possible if 
our giving thanks and our circumstances were tied together. What this tells us is since God wants us to do it in all circumstances, it's possible for us to do it even when things are bad. And, and so we in the body of Christ need to separate this, this. We need to move away from this thinking of, I'll give thanks when things are good, but I won't. I won't rejoice. I won't thank the Lord when things are bad and just be living on the roller coaster. No, we are to give thanks in all circumstances. It is possible. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. It is possible. Number three, giving thanks changes our perspective. You know about perspective. It's simply the way that we look at things, see things, perceive something. And here's the thing with perspective. Two people can be in the exact same situation, but depending on their outlook, uh, their perspective on it, they might interpret the same situation differently. So I'll give just a, a silly story about this. A few years ago, Lori and I were on a plane on the way home from somewhere in the States and it was nighttime and we were flying over New York City and the pilot came on the intercom and he said, attention passengers, if you are sitting on the right hand side of the plane, direct your attention out your window and you'll have a gorgeous view of lower Manhattan. And we did. And luckily that's the side we were sitting on. So there it is. All the tall buildings lit up the Empire State Building, the Chrysler Building. And it was awesome because I'm into that. And right at the same time, the pilot said, and for those of you sitting on the left side of the plane, turn your attention to the right and you'll have a nice view of the people who are looking out the window. Right. And I just say that to say we were all in the same plane, same experience, going to the same place. But some of us had this awesome Manhattan view and other people just based on their perspective because of where their seat was either had a view of us on the right or Newark, New Jersey on the left. Um, so a different way of looking at things can make a big difference. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Thankfulness and its counterpart, unthankfulness. Those are two lenses that we can look at our lives through. These two things yield very different results in our lives. If you were to look through at your life through the lens of unthankfulness, everything is kind of like this. Well, I wake up in the morning with aches and pains, uh, getting old ain't no fun, oh, and uh, my spouse is disagreeable, I wish, I wish they were nicer, my kids are whining or they've broken something, wish I had better kids, my job doesn't pay me enough, my car's too old, I, um, that was the dog just chiming in by the way, um, I can't afford nice things. I can't go on a nice trip every year. You know, if you start to live your life just constantly camping out in that kind of a mentality, you can see the negativity that's there. And you can, you can imagine how that might cause a person to sort of close themselves off a little bit or tighten their hand or, or harden their heart or become entitled or inward focused. And how many of you have ever been that way? I have, guilty as charged. Do you think this is the posture that the Lord wants us to take as his people? I would think not. Conversely, though, you could be in the very same situation, but apply uh, the filter of thankfulness to it. You wake up in the morning, yeah, with an ache and a pain, but you know what? I can get up on my feet and get wherever I want to go. Thank you, God. I'm thankful that I have a spouse who is faithful to me and, and shows me grace. I'm thankful for my kids. What a blessing. I'm thankful for my job. What a provision, Lord. Uh, I'm thankful for the car I have. Even though it's 25 years old, it gets me from A to B and I don't have to walk anywhere. You get the idea. Just a simple change in perspective can make a huge difference. And I would ask you, which posture do you think is more likely to lead to fulfillment and contentment in life? 
Do you think it's the person who is unthankful and never has enough and never has a good enough? Or is it the person that consciously chooses to see God's hand of blessing and provision through it all, even in bad circumstances? I won't sit here and tell you that giving thanks will make your life perfect and you'll never have something bad happen to you again. But I'm saying that in a lot of ways, your life will be better and more enriched if you live it through that lens of thankfulness. So what's your perspective today? Are you thankful or are you unthankful? Finally, number four, giving thanks glorifies God. I'm going to read a few scriptures and I want you to notice how in each of these, giving thanks always leads to, points to, results in God being glorified. So listen to these. Psalm 69 verse 30. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. Magnify, glorify, make a big deal about him. Isaiah 12 4. Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds. That's glorify. Make much of him among the peoples. Proclaim that his name is exalted. 2 Corinthians 4.15 As grace extends to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of God. Colossians 3.17 Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Make much of Him, a big deal about Him, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. I'm just telling you today, when we choose to give thanks, the result is that God is glorified. Our thankfulness to God is like a big arrow that points straight to Him. It, the, the more we practice a lifestyle of thanksgiving, the more glory and attention and fame and the more making much of Jesus takes place. And I've told you again and again, and I'll tell you once more, that's the ultimate purpose in our life. That's the ultimate reason we're here, is to bring Him glory, to see Jesus lifted high. So, we're going to start winding down today. I promised myself and others that I would go short today. You're welcome. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, I want to close by giving you four specific things to give thanks for on this Thanksgiving holiday. If you're looking some, for some inspiration or some encouragement here, uh, try these ones on for size. Number one, give thanks to God for His provision. It says in James 1.17 that every good and perfect gift comes from above. In other words, every good thing that we have, every blessing that we have, there's one source. It's the Lord Jesus. So I want you to take some time this weekend, today, whenever, to start taking an inventory. Consciously take some time to do this. Think of all of the things you have in your life that, that, that are a blessing to you and thank the Lord for that because He is the source of it. Whatever it is, a home to live in or a job to work at or a spouse or kids or family or friends or talents or abilities or material things. Maybe you're very thankful for your TV. I don't know. Give thanks to God for those things. He's provided all of that. And if your heart today is, well, I don't have very much. I don't want to scorn your particular situation in any way. But I guarantee you, I promise you, that if you would stop and think and change your perspective, you would notice that God has blessed you very much. God has blessed you very, very much. So give thanks to Him for His provision. Number two, give thanks to God for family. 
Let's talk biological family for a second. If you have biological family and there's even like a shred of a healthy relationship there, I want you to give thanks to God for them. Family is a blessing and Thanksgiving obviously is a great time to celebrate that blessing and to thank the Lord for it. I'm going to celebrate with some of my family later on today. We're going to eat turkey. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Now, even if your family isn't perfect, hint, you aren't either, even if they annoy you or they act funny or they're not very nice sometimes, I want you to give thanks for them. They're a blessing. And I'll just acknowledge, maybe some of you don't have the most amazing relationship with some of your biological family. I'm not suggesting that you put yourself in a dangerous situation or something like that. I'm just saying that where it's possible and applicable, I want you to give thanks and rejoice for them today. Now, let's talk about church family. If your biological family's no good, uh, you've got us to fall back on. I'm actually totally kidding. And listen to me. Listen. Your church family is not some consolation prize. I want you to understand and know, if you're part of the Harbor family or if you're watching from another church, you are so greatly blessed to have a church family, even if they annoy you. I just I want you to think about it. Like, you have other Christians, like-minded believers that you get to go through life and your walk with Jesus with. You don't have to do it by yourself. How amazing is that? You have people all around you who are going through uh, similar experiences. They are, they are serving the same God. We're working on the same mission. Sometimes we're going through the same struggles together and we're working for the same purpose together. So don't overlook how much of a blessing that is for your church family. So give thanks for your family today. Number three, give thanks to God for His mercy. You'll know about mercy, it's not receiving something bad that we deserve to receive. So it's like you were clearly speeding on the highway and the policeman pulled you over and they chose not to give you a ticket. That's mercy. We are a people who have been shown mercy as Christians. We have been shown mercy in one tremendous act. And you know what I'm talking about. It's the death sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross. As Christians, we are people who will not receive the bad things that we deserve because of Jesus. We will not receive the punishment and the wrath and the eternal death and hell that is rightfully what we deserve. We will not receive that because Jesus died to pay for that for us so we don't have to pay. What an amazing thing to give thanks for today. And I want to tell you that we also have mercy in our daily lives as well. I'd point you to Lamentations 3.22. It says, God's mercies never end. They are new every morning. So that means we can face each day as a Christian with confidence and with peace, not in ourselves, but confidence in the Lord who is so, so good to us and has, has that supply of mercy for us. We don't have to live in fear like we're walking on a minefield and one wrong step, one little slip up and God's going to blast us off the face of the earth. We don't have to live like that. What an amazing thing to give thanks for today. God's mercy. And number four, fourth and final point is this. I want you to give thanks for God's grace today. Somebody knew I was going there. Grace, of course, is kind of the counterweight to mercy. Mercy is not getting the bad things that we do deserve. Grace is getting something good that we don't deserve. 
And we are a people, my friends, who have been shown tremendous, tremendous grace. Yes, we have that mercy. Jesus died to pay for our sins so we don't have to. Awesome. But it doesn't just end there. Not only does he not give us the bad thing, he gives us good things uh, in, in its place. A whole bunch of things we don't deserve. Like God gives us his love. God so loved the world, right? God gives us uh, himself, his body and his blood, the sacrifice on the cross. Uh, Jesus gives us hope through his resurrection. He gives us peace with God. He gives us the peace of God. He gives us the Holy Spirit. Jesus gives us a purpose in our lives. He gives us blessing upon blessing. He gives us spiritual gifts. He gives us a church family. He gives us a mission to work toward. He gives us the promise of eternal life. And the list goes on and on and on and on. These are all measures of God's grace. How amazing is that? And all of those are possible, not because we've earned them, not because we're so great, but because Jesus has made it possible for us. So friends, I want you to know we have so much to be thankful for in His grace. Obviously, there's lots more that could be said about giving thanks, but um, I want to leave it there for today, just give you that encouragement. And uh, I want to pray for us, and then we're going to continue on in our service this morning. So let's go to the Lord. Lord, first of all, we just want to pause and give you thanks. Lord, you have done so much for us, uh, more than we'll even know or understand or comprehend. And God, I want to start with giving you thanks for Jesus today. Uh, we don't sit here uh, as saved people. You know, we don't, we don't act as a church. We don't have any hope. We don't have anything if not for the cross of Christ. So we give you thanks for that today. We give you thanks for the blessings you've provided to us out of, your, out of your goodness, Lord, out of your hand. We thank you for our family, whether biological or church or both. We give you thanks, God, for your mercy, uh, again, for your grace. We give you thanks for all that you've done in our lives, for all that you're doing right now, and for all that you've promised to do. And God, I want to pray blessing over my brothers and sisters today, Lord, that on this Thanksgiving and beyond, uh, you would stir in our hearts, you would remind us of all that you've done, you would cause us to be thankful, God, and uh, that you would do that work in our hearts. And let our whole lives, God, be an offering of, of praise and of thanks to you. Let us live from a place, God, where we're having such gratitude for you that it affects and impacts our daily lives and our decisions. God, thank you so much. Uh, we love you. We praise you today. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. We're going to continue on uh, by finishing up our service today with another song. So let's praise the Lord. Thanks so much. <laughs>